you know, how can anyone ever live there? I mean, it's, it's, you know, you'd have to really like winter to want to live in the North Pole. I mean, what can be grown there? How can anyone actually live on this massive piece of ice? Hi, this is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast. Today, we're going to go to a mysterious place or a mysterious land. A place where I've never personally been, but a place which I've read and heard a lot about, which is the North Pole. And I'm sure that there's many people feel the same way as me. You've heard about the North Pole. In fact, as a child, if you were um, Christian or grew up in the United States, you'd heard about Santa Claus and the North Pole and the elves that lived on the North Pole. And so the question I want to answer today is a question of, is the North Pole a country? You know, until I actually saw this question, I never really thought that much about it. Is the North Pole really a country? And the answer is, the North Pole is not a country. But what's interesting about it is, even though it's not a country, it's considered a mass of land in international waters. This means that no single country rules the area where the North Pole is located. But some countries do claim the rights to the North Pole. And the countries that claim the rights North Pole are, first of all, is the United States. And it was in September 1909 that the readers of the New York Times awoke one morning to see a headline news that said Robert E. Perry and an American explorer had discovered the North Pole after eight years and 23 trials of trying to find the North Pole. Some that disputed this because they said in 1908, the year before, a Dr. Frederick Cook was really the first one to reach the North Pole, a year earlier than Robert V. Perry. And so Dr. Cook claims to have reached the North Pole in April 1908, a year before Robert E. Perry reached the North Pole. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, we have these two explorers that reached the North Pole. And even though there could be dispute on who reached it first, there's no dispute that it was an American. So what we do know for sure is that an American did discover the North Pole. What is interesting is for 300 years, people have tried to discover the North Pole. Many men had died trying to discover the North Pole. And it was really only until these two men in 1908 and 1909 were able to discover the North Pole, that we were able to really understand more about the North Pole. So there is an American flag flying on the North Pole. You know, even though Americans discovered the North Pole, but there are other countries who lay claim to the North Pole because of where they are located. Canada was one of the first ones to claim part of the North Pole in 1925. And they did this because there's gas reserves underneath the Arctic Ocean, and also just because the location of Canada, that, you know, way up there in the middle of, uh, way up in the very north of Canada, it's very close to the North Pole. The other one was Greenland, which is actually Denmark. So Greenland is part of Denmark, and so Greenland made its claim on the North Pole. So the Danish flag is flying there because of Greenland. And um, Greenland also did it because of their location of being way up there near the North Pole. And so they, you know, claimed as part of their territories. They also could see the benefit 
of the natural resources that are on the North Pole. So um, it was Denmark that made that claim in 1933. Norway then followed because Norway is actually close to the North Pole also. They are way up there in the very, very northern part of Norway. And, but they did not make that claim until 1953. Russia also made a claim in 2002. So one of the reasons why you might ask why, you know, why in the world would all these countries want to claim this, you know, massive piece of ice that's just sort of out there in the middle of nowhere and it's cold and, you know, how can anyone ever live there? I mean, it's, it's you know, you'd have to really like winter to want to live in the North Pole. I mean, what can be grown there? How can anyone actually live on this massive piece of ice? Well, one of the reasons is, is it's quite interesting, is because one is the natural reserves and the natural resources that many feel that the North Pole has to offer. And the other is that the North Pole is a huge research area to be able to look at things like climate change and other things like that. So that's why the North Pole is an extremely important place for many of these countries. And that's why you will find that there are five flags that are flying on the North Pole. So you might ask yourself and say, well, how do I visit this place? I've always wanted to see the North Pole. How do I go to visit it? You know, the North Pole is not a very easy place to visit. In fact, it's a very difficult place to visit. and can be quite a costly place to visit. So if you want to visit the North Pole, um, you're, you know, there's basically, there's two ways that you could look to do it. One would be you could go there as a researcher. If this is a specific type of research that you do, or if you could um, have a specific skill that they might need for a research expedition, they may send you to the North Pole for a certain period of time to do some research. The people that are going to be able to go there to do research is by far very limited. And they would have to be because you had something specifically that they wanted from you for you to be able to join a research expedition. The other way that other people do it is they go on what's called an expedition cruise. And these cruises usually run through the summer and they offer spectacular views of the Arctic landscape. Now, I did a little general research online about how much these cruises cost. And the estimates that a lot of people gave was between thirty dollars to $40,000 for a two to three week cruise of the North Pole. And one of the reasons is there's very few expedition cruise lines that will venture all the way to the North Pole. And very few vessels are capable and safe for such an epic journey. So in other words, if you really want to visit the North Pole, you're going to have to probably go on one of these cruises and you're going to have to pay some money because it's going to require somebody who has not just the skills and is going there, but also has the boats and the ability for the boats to go to the North Pole. And what I find amazing in this is you will find some of these cruises will visit some of these areas where you will find some people who have been living there in this Arctic climate for quite some time. And that they're able to survive in these conditions. And you'll see glaciers. You'll witness the wildlife that calls this land its home at the top of the world. You'll see things like polar bears, walruses, 
whales, reindeer, and unaccountable, you know, um, unaccounted seabirds that have never, that most people never see before. So the, the North Pole really is most of the cruises will go during the summer season, you know, when the sun never sets. And when, you know, so you'll be able to basically always have the northern lights that come on. So this is also the time when those two American explorers visited North Pole was during the springtime because of all the lights that made the expedition easier. You know, they said, too, that these ships that have these, that go on these um, expeditions for the Arctic Circle or for the North Pole, they are usually very high-end luxury ships, and they seldom accommodate over 250 guests. So they're really not very large cruise ships. They're, they're quite a small, you know, intimate type of cruise ship that you would be going on. And if you're going to travel there, it goes without saying, you have to really like winter because even though it might be the summer, it's going to be cold. You know, the cruises, they say, are worth it, but they are not cheap. And, you know, it, the itineraries can also change according to the weather and ice conditions. And this is, you know, actually also during the summertime. So if you have the opportunity to go on a North Pole cruise or you've been on one, I'd love to hear from you. Love to hear all about it. I think it would be a fascinating thing to be able to do. And yes, you would have to love winter. This is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast, where we're all about living life as a global citizen. We um, hope you'll join with us to live life as a global citizen. We'll have a, um, a link to our, our blog about the North Pole that you'll be, if you want to be able to learn more about the North, North Pole, you can go onto our blog and check it out. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate you. 